right, welcome to 3MFAers. Today we're talking about the fantastic movie The Dark Tower. My name's Brandon McPherson. I'm an actor from Toronto, Ontario. I have a master's degree from the Actor Studio Drama School, and I'm here with my friends, Caleb and Josh. What's up? Uh, Joshua Stir here, along with Brandon. I went to the Pace University at the Actor Studio Drama School um, and got my master's. And I would use a different adjective to describe The Dark Tower, but we definitely are talking about it today. <laughs> Caleb. You know, I actually, I want to thank you, Brandon, because I I'm feel glad. like I was getting complicit and I feel like I was losing my edge, but you helped me reawaken my rage. Look, before before we dive deep into it, I'm going to need to <laughs> give an explanation about why I picked this movie. And that explanation is mostly to piss you off. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that scans. That's a very fair... Yeah. No, we just did. Okay, we just did Shawshank. We were talking about doing the Stephen King thing. What was I going to do? Pick another amazing Stephen King movie? You could that doesn't have. make any sense. No. You no, no, no. no. There's no we got, rules. We got you can't. The top, we got the top of the Stephen King spectrum. Had to check out the other side of the spectrum, okay? Listen. You could have even picked, like, the remake of Pet Cemetery or something. That was it good. still would have been bad. <laughs> it was good. It was a good movie. Anyway, Caleb, who are, how are you? How's everybody? Uh, I want I want the calm before the storm is what I want. Well, I'm all storm right now, Josh. That's how right. I am. <laughs> no, nah, I'm all right. I'm getting ready to leave Georgia. Um, it's getting too uh, it's getting too hot and too like uh, you know, anti quarantiny. <laughs> uh, are you nervous? <laughs> I'm ready to go back to a place where people listen to medical professionals but well i tell you i got back to the city yeah on monday night are you back in the city josh i am back in the city oh, shit. Nice. um and i'm in my room trying to do this for the first time um now stuffy because i had turned off the air conditioner and stuff so i'm <laughs> trying to see how this how this sounds you know yeah um and so when i got high back in the city people were out kids were out groups thing people were in like cars of four or five like with hookah smoking down the street like i love up and in wood or whatever you know yeah. and but like it's people aren't doing the social distance thing as much as you think up here as any as well well so, it was just like just not be prepared excuse but it was just like memorial day weekend so yeah, i that's I true. kind of expect that it's shitty and it's Obviously, they should be following the guidelines regardless of whether or not it's like a weird holiday. But down here, it's never like it's never been <laughs> like everybody just is like nobody has hand sanitizer. Nobody gives a shit. It's fucking crazy. It's also like wow. it's all very confusing what you're supposed to be doing and not doing. Like, I, like it, I don't think Shano, that's true. <laughs> Stay no, no, inside. Me, for, <laughs> no, no, that's not what I'm saying. For example, like, it's like here, like I've been staying inside for three months. I haven't seen anybody. I've been doing anything with my family. It's been great. Now I'm like, what am I like? Am I allowed to go on a date? Like, <laughs> probably not. Like, am I allowed to go hang out with like a friend? Like, what am I allowed to do? That's all. I don't just think it's confusing. Way. I think people are just getting annoyed, and that's fine. Like, that's fair. I'm not saying you're not allowed to feel how you feel, but like the rules haven't changed. Just people's tolerance for them has. No, but that's the thing. In like Ontario, we're like changing the rules every week. So things are opening and closing and opening and closing. So it is like, I, it's a little more fluid of like, what am I allowed to be doing? You know, mm -hmm. for example, like I have a female friend, 
who just went and got tested for corona like yesterday. So now am I allowed to see her? Because she well, doesn't you can have wait until the test comes back. No, the test came back. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I'm planning on seeing her tomorrow night. Is that cool? I don't know. But like, you, well, got, you should uh, Google you know? it. Be like, hey, man, is this Yeah, fine? I mean, you should just see what the, you know, your government has said. I mean, for us, it's, you know, you can go hang out, but just sit six feet apart, wear your mask, and like, you know, if you're outside, the risk is relatively low. Yeah. If it's a windy day, it's really low. Yeah, but, it's fucking bizarre you know? that people are like, my rights are being impeded. It's, 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 I mean, fucking I hate people so much. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's not that. And like, and I don't mean it in that respect. Obviously, like we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. I'm just like, what am I? You know what I mean? Like if I if I hang out with one person, is that okay? Like what? You know, I don't know. So we'll, I'm figuring it out. Yeah, but. I don't know. Definitely, nobody knows. Nobody knows what's gonna happen. I would say, I would say, Brandon, go do it. And if you get coronavirus, then you know now not to do that. It's a good call. Well, Supporting. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I recognize the mistake I made, so it's fine. Who cares if people cool. get sick? I care. Um, That's why I brought it Brandon up. Brandon cares. Aww. That's why I brought it up because I'm stressed. I am not. I'm low-key nervous to get like back because like when I flew down here, uh, the the flights and the airports and everything were restricted enough that the the risk was pretty minimal. But now that they've started to like slowly open that stuff back up and there's going to be more people on this return flight, I'm like kind of nervous yeah. about getting sick. So I'm just going to bathe in some Purell. There you go. I'm, like kind Do of you... like a thin coating of it. Before I get on, <laughs> do you think when you go through a portal that crosses dimensions, a la the Dark Tower, do you think the virus goes with you? Like, do you think Corona yes. can travel? Oh, you do. Okay. I wish that the coronavirus <laughs> happened three years ago so that this movie would not have been made. Okay. That's um, it's really funny, but that's really dark, man. You know what else? Do you want to. <laughs> dark? <laughs> the Tower. <laughs> The tower, guys. I that you don't see inside at all ever. It, I just. It's your fault. You don't right. get to feel. Yes. Okay, it's so your fault. You have complete it sounds control like over this. There's fifty fucking things that have been made from Stephen King books, and you're like, let's pick the worst one because fuck Caleb. Yeah, that was exactly what happened. Just for the record, I just want our audience to know that that is one hundred percent how we ended up here. I'm furious. <laughs> well, now that we're if we're front loaded, if we're all gauged ready to go, let's do it. General thoughts, go. Um, okay, I'd like to start. Brandon. So oh, I, I went into this movie having read the first three books, okay? So I expected, you know, some semblance of three books worth of knowledge. Uh, Wait, have you seen this before? No, I had not seen it because I'd heard it was so f- terribly, terribly bad. Well, just really quickly, um, Brandon. All right, so you, you haven't seen this movie before. You're, you're familiar. There's seven books, yeah? Yeah. How how long are those? Is each book? Do you think if you had to? They're, they're long. If you had to guess, <laughs> you know, they're they're long. Like okay. they're, uh, uh, they're pretty solid uh, length books, I'd say. So when you see a movie called mm-hmm. The Dark Tower, yes, ninety right. minutes long. Ninety minutes. Yeah. What's the yeah. first thing you think? I cannot wait to see how we got seven books in ninety minutes. We're we're talking almost <laughs> almost a book every ten minutes at that clip. Almost a book every 10 minutes. Which is like... (laughs) Now, the real interesting part is you get about 60 minutes into the movie and realize you're a quarter of the way through the first book. Yeah. That's hilarious. then, let's destroy the tower. Yeah. Which, by, like, the third book of you reading it, 
you haven't been to, you haven't seen, and you barely know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> like it's insane. It, no, I, I'm I was blown away. Truly, truly blown away. Like there this- are hosts of characters that are just not <laughs> spoken about or exist full books yeah. worths of characters i i don't know man i'd always heard so here is so the did one. you like it or did you not like it I did, not, okay. <laughs> I did not like it but that being said i wonder how i would have felt had i had no knowledge of the books right if i just went into it as just a oh cool 90 minute cowboy movie well that's ooh, josh ooh, so me 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 that's josh's me yeah that's me Never read the books. Never was it the trailer. I even look watched the trailer again to see like, oh yeah, they, like this looks cool, right? Mm. I watched it. When I tell you that 15 minutes in, I had so many questions, but <laughs> I like forced myself not to talk to Ryan about it <laughs> because he know. But I'm like, I'm gonna try and figure it out. Let's see if they like do something. And no, I didn't like it. <laughs> I thought God. it was a very accurate Rotten Tomatoes score. What did I? Get? 16 percent yeah that's yeah, okay one yeah. six yeah that's 16 percent and it's fucking crazy because you look at the metacritic right and that's all like reds and yellows but like there's one there was like one critic from variety who gave it like a 70 <laughs> which is like insane it's it. like it's like pretty it's, it's like pretty fun you know it's like shut the fuck up asshole <laughs> there are i told ryan today i was like there are so many cool concepts, but the biggest thing is what Brandon you you brought up, and what everybody brings up is like, how do you put seven books into ninety minutes? You can't. There's no time to like care but at okay. all ever. But do you know how you know? they tried to um, kind of like explain that away? And I might be getting ahead of myself. I yeah, because I think you're going to say what I was about to say too. Okay. Go, so go ahead. Well, go ahead. Go ahead, Caleb. Technically, this isn't an adaptation of the books. It is a sequel to the book series. Uh, what? Which is the what? most infuriating thing. So, Brandon, you never finished. No. But can you fill in some gaps for me? Like, what here, like, did all of this shit with, like, the uh, wizard guy, like, with McConaughey. With the wizard guy. <laughs> does that, like. Does all this, do you find out any of this in like the fifth, sixth, seventh book? And any of this starts, like, does that come around? So, is any of this information that's actually from Stephen King? So this is the issue with trying to, I, th- I think this is a masterclass in how not to adapt something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, hey, silver lining. That's what I like. Basically, because I the only way to even remotely do this justice would be some sort of like television series. Well, and again, originally, when they made this movie, the deal was they were going to make this movie, and then it was going to go to HBO and be a 10-episode miniseries after with Idris Elba. And then it fucking tanked, and they were like, no thank you, we're going to just do Game of Thrones. (laughs) So that's why, like, that's because that's why I'm asking, because there is a certain thing at the end when it ends like that with him being, like, with Jake, like, come with me and all that. That could, if you look at it that way, that could be the end of the first book. So what? So oh, so, the so issue, like Prince in Purple Rain, yeah. <laughs> that was promoting that was promoting an album. This was promoting a potential TV show. This is the gotcha. Stephen King version of Purple Rain. Yes. Um, <laughs> what what happened? So it's frustrating because Stephen King not only is the Dark Tower his like big Lord of the Rings s connected universe, but all of 
his stories, the majority of his stories all sort of take place in this shared, like, dream of a floating turtle space universe. Um, Yeah. So the man in black, Matthew McConaughey, who, like, I know that they didn't have a lot to work with, but everybody was just so bad and boring and bland, and I was really disappointed. I was like, at least Idris and Matthew are going to be fun. But, like, whatever. We can talk about the specifics later. But so he's he's technically this sort of this kind of character who floats between different universes. Like I don't know if you guys know the Stand. Um, it's like a post-apocalyptic story no. by Stephen King. So this character called Randall Flag, and that's supposed to be the same character. This guy what? who like basically goes around different worlds and fucks shit up, and that's like a severe oversimplification. But that is basically a Sparknotes version of what he is. Um, so he's not the devil. I mean, like people call him the devil. He's it's it's all sort of fucked up. He can be anything. He's evil. He's just evil. He's an evil motherfucker. He's McConaughey. He's Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> um, so the first and last sentence in of the series, and Brandon would know this, and it was in the movie. It says the man in black fled across the desert, and the gunslinger followed. Yeah. So that's the first line of the first book and the last line of the last book. True. Because it's like the whole thing is basically yeah. it's cyclical. Um, it's supposed to be this never ending conflict between good and evil that like even if we prevail, like we always have to watch out for darkness. And it's just this never ending thing um, that mm-hmm. keeps on happening no matter what happens. So... <laughs> The reason that people think this is a sequel, and the creators confirmed it, is there's this item uh, that the gunslinger obtains at the end of the book series called the Horn of some some fucking fantasy name, and it's in his bag that you see uh, in throughout the movie. So people, you can like pause the movie and be like, "That's the horn from the end of the book." Idris Elba yeah. has it. So it's supposed to be just this thing of like, oh, it's just restarting the cycle. Gotcha. But the reason that that is fucking stupid is because <laughs> is because the movie marketing itself is an adaptation of this book. So it doesn't help like if you're a new person coming and you don't fucking understand any of this shit because they don't explain any of that. And then if you're a fan of the books, they change so much shit anyway yeah. that you can't keep like, track of it. So it's just a complete abject failure on all metrics the stuff with the kids using them to attack the tower is that that was in the books i don't remember that i don't even remember people with sewing faces in the book i don't remember (laughs) nothing none of it dude i had so many questions you have no idea yeah they changed a lot of shit and they and they cherry picked like certain like iconography and Yes. Okay. That's my least favorite thing, by the way. If you're going to do an adaption of a book and you're going to go way sideways with it, don't then do little things that are odes to what would be amazing scenes from the book. Like you get to the village, right? And they're like, show you that flash of the tunnel that goes through the mountain, the subway tunnel. Mm-hmm. Now, in the book, they end up in these tunnels and Jake dies. And like Roland sacrifices Jake. And that's like a major plot point in the book, in the first book. And, like, he has to make a choice. Wait, so, like, what? Yeah, in the books, like, they go in one of these giant, like, subway tunnels. They have to get through the mountain, and it's all pitch black, yeah. and there's, like, fucking radioactive mutant dudes in it. And then uh, Roland has to make a choice because the man in black is, like, there, and he's about to, uh, like, 
he like throws Jake off some shit, and he's got to either save Jake or go after the man in black. And he goes after the man in black, and Jake dies. Like, wow. three quarters of the way through the first goddamn book. Mm-hmm. Not the seventh book, the first book. Now, I always- Yeah, because I was, I was wondering, like, why is this Jake character so important? Like, I get he's like the purest shine or whatever bullshit, but like- <laughs> But why him? Like, I didn't care. And then, of course, his, like, mom, like, disintegrates on the ground, and then he's crying, and he's having this moment. I'm like, why do I... I don't care about this. Wait, yeah, the movie does a really bad job about getting you to invest in its story or characters. Wait, and the shine shit... Okay, now that you said that it's all one connected universe is way more frustrating, by the way. Do yeah. not call it the shine. That's infuriating. Well, but no, that's, that. what I, that's what I mean, is that he's supposed yeah. to be like Danny from The Shining. I like, know. It's the same. That, okay, does the, Jake like come, Harry Jake, also has the shine? You know what I mean. Does Jake come back in the books? I always assume he did. I'm not telling. Yeah, but I always assume. I was going to make you want, read them all, Brandon. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a <laughs> fucking bizarre. Um, you just there's no way, like there, Josh, there's no way that we could begin to explain how badly they fuck everything up. But I'm glad that you as somebody who isn't familiar with any of this shit was still able to be like, yeah, this makes no fucking sense. It's really rushed. It's poorly explained. (sighs) It's poorly acted. And like, I I don't know. I I, I understand there's only so much you can do with a bad script, but like, (laughs) but there were four writers on it. I saw the, like written by the entire group from friends. I don't know what the, like, but like it was four writers and I'm thinking like, why do you, it's, they obviously had all these ideas and stuff and they wanted to try and put it all in there, but it seemed like after a half hour, if I'm not at, at least on board with anything and I'm, I'm a smart guy, I can try and figure it out, but I'm just, no, it's just not worth it, yeah. you know, because yeah, some of the shots were cool. A lot of the gunslinger stuff was badass. how he reloads the gun and how cool, like you just saw, but fantastic. But I just still just didn't care. Yeah. I wanted more backstory for him. I yeah. wanted more backstory for... Which, you know what's fucking insane? You know? Is that they, they were reshoots because that was a fucking complaint from the rough cut. So they reshot to put more stuff in for him. So, so you can imagine nothing. how little there was before. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because it's still nowhere near enough. Okay. Oh Kimmel, my god. I got a question for you. All I got right, a big buddy. one for you. All right, so there was one line... <laughs> One line that particularly jumped out at me that I had never seen in the books before. Now, if this is a thing from the books, I might be happy about it. I don't know, but I'm going to need clarification on this one. There is a point where the man in black is explaining our hero, Roland, and he goes, his guns were forged from the sword of Excalibur. No, that's not what he says. He says the sword of whatever the fuck, I believe the humans call it Excalibur. Oh, King, yeah, no, he goes, he goes, he goes, the sword of King Arthur, I believe the humans call Arturia it or whatever the fuck, yeah, 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 like his, so, yeah, it was like his ancestor or don't something. don't remember that, that in the books, gotta say, anything with King Arthur does get me, so I was a fan of that. Alright, so it's a five out of five for Brandon, based <laughs> <laughs> the connection to the King Arthur lore, but it was just as, I don't know, um, I did think that, like, it was cool to see, like, during some of, like, the big gunfights or whatever, it's cool that it's they're like old school revolvers, you know, and like I just think of like the gunslinger, the way they created him in the movie was is like every seven year old boy's like dream cowboy, like superhero cowboy. You know, he's like he can do no wrong. He's just like shooting shit and everybody's getting hit in the head and he's like boop, boop, pew, 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 you know, and like reloading and just like fucking shooting people. And I'm like, this is exactly what a seven year old would do. I mean, he would run around and just yeah. fucking 
I think you there's know, something to be said shit. for like thematically clearly they're doing something with like the strength of imagination and the purity of a child's imagination you know they're literally extracting psychic power from kids brains and like throwing it at a fucking tower of doom to like get it to shatter so again <laughs> does that is that a plot point in the books or did they just make that up for the movie i am not telling bro i'm not (laughs) reading four more books after that movie tell me (laughs) no dude that's the and that is like that is like the opposite of what i what i would want like the books are so much more satisfying and i and i genuinely think that they're better met on their own terms and i and i don't want to say anything i want to encourage people to like read them on their own no, no, like a hundred percent. Like for example, there's one character that comes in the either the second book or end of the first book, but he's you know after Jake. It cannot remember. Is it Eddie? Is the guy's name Eddie? Can't I can't remember so. his name. But yeah, there's a character who pops in out of Jake through one of the doors and just meets Roland, and he's like a full on heroin addict, and he goes through this whole journey with Roland where like he gets to the other world and he's a heroin addict and like a gangster and owes money and all this shit and has to then like get over his heroin addiction because he's on a goddamn different planet so there's no heroines <laughs> and like <laughs> all this stuff that makes for like a really interesting story and you learn a lot about Roland and like this other guy who's from like the 70s New York there's just so much that were they were just like nah fuck that that's too interesting for this movie yeah so. yeah i so so do what do we do we do we go, i'm going to go down my list of it's going to be 20 questions for Caleb. Uh, um, and you're just going to give us <laughs> nice little answers. Now, I just, well, really quickly, though, um, I just before you start that, I did want to go to a point you made because uh, you said that the movie had like four writers. And I feel like the way that so the, that can be like kind of like misleading. And the way that writers credits work is that you'll have this. The base script will be written by one or maybe a, a team um, and then rewrite credited rewrites are done. And then depending on how much work you do, you get your name added to the credits. So it's not that four dudes sat around a table being like, what should we do? It just went through so many filters and so many different iterations and four Mm. up up to four different people had their input that it became this sort of streamlined jumbled, like totally inconsistent mess. And that's a huge fucking problem. Sometimes yeah. when you get a bunch of writers, it it can work. Like it's not a hard and fast rule that um, it means it's going to be bad. But more often than not, it's indicative of a lack of central vision. Um, it's indicative of studios kind of getting cold feet. Like I think one of the worst things to ever happen to studio filmmaking is test screenings and test audiences. Because it's not a good way to gauge... If a piece of art is working, you just get like whatever random dumb people in the mall that day and being like, oh, I didn't understand right. this. And it's like, I guess we have to change our whole fucking plot because some people didn't, you know what I mean? It's right. Cause ultimately your, 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 your market is America or like the world audience. Like you want anybody to go into a movie and get some, you don't want anybody to be lost, you know, depending on, you know, the level of fandom and things like that, whatever you're writing. But I guess, yeah, for like, I would love Joe Schmo in Indiana to like come and watch this movie and like, did you, were you entertained? What was confusing? You know, they'll give you the most frank yeah. answers or the most like, yeah. but that's unfortunate because I'm sitting here going, I just wish they picked something and went with it. You know, I would have liked it better 
too. But I also Ryan was telling that like it the books do ramble, and so I think he said one of the things that he said that um might have happened was that they tried cutting out all the extraneous stuff and just did the like yeah. the the kind of arc thing, but then it still doesn't. I mean, for me, it doesn't work because it goes way too fast. Like you said, yeah. it was like seven books, 12 minutes a piece. It's it's really go. breakneck. It, it really just it's it, it is like nauseating how fast things move like and and still simultaneously nothing is being said. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's the frustrating <laughs> part. It's, yeah. like, uh, it's so infuriating. Absolutely. A lot of waste. So I think what we can do is. Try and clarify some things for our listeners. No, I don't know. I, I, I got, <laughs> tried to be a little productive. I, I definitely guess. have some things I want to talk about. For one, okay, if you're going to make this movie, right, and you're going to make a gunslinger movie, mm-hmm. and then you're going to have a sweet final battle one-on-one with the man in black, and we're going to be shooting stuff at him, and then he's going to be throwing glass at, at Roland. Cool, that makes a lot yes. of sense. Let's at least make it look cool, guys. Jesus Christ. Like, I was... Everything up until their final little battle, I was like, all right, that looks cool at least. I'm really, like, enjoying things looking cool. And then this final ha- battle happened, and I was like, guys, I did we do this in three hours? It's a... Uh, <laughs> like, like, what happened? It speaks to, I think, a lack of understanding of the source material from the filmmakers. Yeah, maybe. The, 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 the visual aesthetics that they went with for the film reads to me like they wanted it to be this fucking epic fantasy. Like, they borrowed a lot of, like... There were some shots that, like, looked straight out of the Transformers movies. Like, it seemed like they wanted to do this fucking, like, amazing epic blockbuster, but it's a Western story. And if you ever watch a Western movie, the final battles or the shootouts or whatever, they're framed very specifically. It's very aesthetically unique and different and a lot slower and quieter. And they try that, to yeah. make these quiet, smaller actions seem fucking big and that's, epic. Okay. And it comes right. off that's yeah. really exactly dissonant. what it is. As opposed to them shooting as opposed to him like shooting sixty bullets at him in twelve seconds and him, you know, throwing thirty eight things. It should have just been them standing there in a standoff. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that yes, that one kind of moment of tension release as opposed to that little you know let's throw some cool cgi in here and have him wizard some shit around and it just yeah, well it's i, I think you could even Marvel like pair movie, it with you know what i mean but they tried to be <laughs> and it's right what exactly like even if they like i don't mind the glass thing like yeah rip off Voldemort. i don't care <laughs> you know like but it's you know even if he like he was throwing one shard of glass and Idris Elba like shot it out of the air and they were like doing like a bullet to bullet kind of thing head on would have been cooler now don't get me wrong. His last little like mantra of the "I don't aim with my eyes, I aim with my hand," whatever that thing. Like it would be cool to be, tattoo that on like your back if you were a diehard fan. But um, <laughs> okay, Josh, or like you're in the military. But he said like when he shot it and then he bounced off the other one to shoot the other that thing cool. and bounce into his heart. Like that was cool moment, right? But you know, it's a for me. I, I look at a lot of detail stuff, but it was really funny to see him getting through the the bar section with all the bad guys and finally down to the man in black. And like, I could tell, I I looked at his belt and he was definitely missing four out of his six, um, holsters. And then all of a sudden when the battle started, he had full six. I was like, where did those bullets come from? Yeah. Also annoying because (laughs) in the book, that's like a very active count going on at all times is how many bullets he has. Because until he gets to earth, there's only like a very limited amount supply. Then he gets to earth and starts grabbing like they, they, you know, dude, the way he, the way he shoots, he just feels like 
he just doesn't give a shit about quantity yeah. or anything. He's just like see in the books very shooting different. people up, very aware of every bullet and like very careful about it. Um, which is again another frustrating thing. And along those same lines, in the end of the first book or the beginning of the second book, he literally loses all the fingers on one hand, so he can't shoot with his right hand or whatever it is, which is a super goddamn important plot point because that makes him wow. have to give his gun to his partners. In this movie, he gets a piece of knife jammed in his hand in the last 30 seconds. And I was like, don't do things like that. Either just leave it alone or do it properly. Don't totally do little odes to things. It, it frustrates me. Just do it or don't do it. You know? Yeah, it's, they, they, didn't, they couldn't pick a lane because they're trying to you know, pay homage, but they're trying to make it easily accessible to mainstream whoever the fuck. Yeah, it just totally was an ill-conceived okay, attempt yeah, from but- the beginning mainstream here uh was not accessible yeah i said they tried i didn't say they succeeded (laughs) (laughs) um i will say i will say i thought the kid did a good job uh you know i mean look he was okay i mean he's a kid actor yeah i know and i thought he did a good job as a as a kid you know sucked his friend I liked his friend. I thought no, his friend. I loved it. his friend. Dude, his friend. I, I loved his friend. I thought his friend was the best. He was super chill. He was super New York. Uh, I thought he was great. I hated him. I thought he was great, man. You could tell that he was like, he was doing the accent, but he was too young to like understand what he was, you know what I mean? Like he was, I was just such, such an annoying little fuck. And I know he's like 12, you know what I mean? But like, fuck him, you know? <laughs> fuck that kid. So, okay, can you... Caleb, can you explain to me or Brandon too? So the man in black, he has magic. He can catch bullets from the gunslinger, and he can also command people to die or do whatever <laughs> he wants. Yes, he's yeah. a, he's a, he's an evil influence on the world. Like he acts as a as a negative influence. Like I don't they know why I got really well I literally just in in his Randall Flag persona from the stand. Like he is here to like cause chaos, basically. Gotcha. And so, but the only person who's resisted his like command to like stop breathing is the gunslinger or the main, the main gunslinger. Cause his dad's a gunslinger. I was a gunslinger. Oh, yeah, but then his dad died. <laughs> oh, that's where he's from. Yeah, yes. I have questions about that. Too. Are you in good hands? I don't remember Roland being immune to his magic. Was that always a thing? I think that that was for the movie. Cause I don't, uh, okay. I don't think it's ever good. expressly. I mean, no, they're right? like they are like nemeses. Yes, yes, yes. And like he's known him since he was a kid. I remember him like showing up in his town and all of that. Blah blah blah. They changed so much for the movie. Like, yeah, it really is insane. Dude, doesn't he like come in and like? I could be totally off on this. Doesn't he like come in and like bang Roland's mom or something? In the, like, <laughs> I don't like, remember that. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Books, I don't. No, I could that. be totally off, but I know there's like I, it's been a while. But it, there's there's it, there's points in the book where it jumps to like Roland's past. You know, when he's, like, if, a kid growing up and stuff. Doesn't the man in black, like, interject himself into his life at that point? If the movie had had a scene of Matthew McConaughey fucking his <laughs> mom, it would have been a five-star movie. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Uh, just upped it a whole bunch. What about how convenient that, like, um, drawing of the the uh, the house, the drawing of the house, oh, it has a U.S. mailbox. I think it's in New York. Oh, it's in Brooklyn. Yeah, well, how convenient so is that? They you know couldn't what? afford Google, right? Like, they couldn't afford the rights to use Google. Did you see the name of the website that he was using? No. Helpmefindit.com. 
Yes! <laughs> nice. It's so yeah. fucking stupid. You know what, though? You know what, though? I like that he just <laughs> threw it up on Reddit and was like, hey, who knows this house? Because that is, like, that would work. People do that. That's and then, like, the thing. And then, like, people were like, you're fucking gay or whatever. And then yeah. the one guy was like, I think it's this exact neighborhood in Brooklyn. <laughs> like, I don't know. Oh, and so, so and then he's dope. walking down Brooklyn Heights. And, of course, we've all hung out with Brandon, so we know what that looks like. Yeah, that made me smile. I know we're supposed to hate the stepdad because he's like a stepdad you know what i mean and he's like a dick but if my fucking stepkid was like had those drawings all over his fucking room I'd be like, yeah. okay you're a little fucking freak like you're a psychopath <laughs> that was some scary ass shit and then his mom's like leave him alone yeah. it's like, no 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 your kid is fucking possessed <laughs> you know what movie did that better what do you know what movie that did that better which burn bright is it burn bright it's bright uh, bright fuck Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> well, but, but the Brightburn. tone of that was different, though, with Brightburn, which is a movie that Josh and I saw together in theaters. It's it's like a fucked we up loved. Superman story. It's yeah, like, what yeah, if when no, Superman came down yeah. and was a dick? It's very clearly, like, like the point is that it's obvious that he's fucking evil. Yeah, and Elizabeth Banks is like, no, he's our little boy. And the guy is like, no, <laughs> but, like... <laughs> He's clearly a fucking psychopath. This is, Ooh. it was trying to be like, like, you know, they're like, no, he's like a misunderstood kid who's like got psychic powers, but yeah, his drawings no. were fucking horrifying. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just like. And then what about the face stealers? Uh, sorry, Brandon. No, Did you... uh, no, no, Josh. That's a great question. Um, <laughs> I don't know because in three books, not mentioned one time. So <laughs> Caleb, they, there <laughs> is like, uh, all of his like helpers and shit, um, they do appear in the books, and I'm trying. It's literally I read this shit when I was in middle school. You know what I mean? And I'm trying yeah. to remember if there is a, such a thing as them stealing faces. And it's if there old. is, I feel like it wasn't like. Here's the really obvious line where I fucking stitched yeah. this person's yeah. face onto my thing. You know, I I wish I I wish that there was a world where I could have like reread the books in a week, but. I, I same. That's what I was thinking as I was watching the movie. I was like, "Fuck!" Like I wish I had read them all, so I knew exactly what was moved and taken and pulled from. And yeah, yeah. But there was no way that I was. Uh, we. No. I just like it was funny when Matt McConaughey comes home to his house and he's like, "Put on a face. You're in my house." And he's like, "Oh, okay. I'll go and put my face on." Okay. <laughs> you know. All right. I guess I. Will. They're like rat. They're like rat people that have like no mouths or it's something so weird. weird. You know, yeah, and like, that's weird. there's also that the moment too that I was like, "What the fuck?" was the house demon, like the the tornado of sh- splinters, and all I could think is, "Wow, I would get so many splinters, and that would fucking suck." So that you one know? actually was right from the book. <laughs> that's cool, like, but what was it? Is it like a? It's a guardian, right? Yeah. Or like it guards the portal? I yeah. guess house demon dude, and then but the only thing was like again, I didn't. And this is a choice, obviously, but, like, I did not read it that way that the portals were super electronic and had keypads and all that. Like, it seemed very, uh, more... Uh, Organic. Yeah, that's yeah, because like, it's, like, not... It's fucking stupid that they did that. <laughs> like, you know, it felt like Narnia portals as opposed to this. As before. opposed like, to Stargate. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what me and my brother <laughs> said perfect. last time we were watching it. Uh, oh, you dragged your fucking brother into this, too? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's okay. Jesse had already seen it. He knew what he was getting into. Okay. I would love yeah. it if that was Jesse's, like, 
impetus to becoming a screenwriter he's like i'm gonna make sure that i never wow. make a movie as bad as this <laughs> oh. no, we actually we've been watching attack on titans again so good so i would good. love it if we just talked about attack on titan for the rest of the podcast <laughs> because it's so Wait, can much we better also, can we also say that i started the legend of korra oh, so that's, nice. that's fun very, very cool dope. New news. Uh, Korra's awesome. Now that we're interjecting like, like things that are more interesting. People shit on Korra, but I really like it. I think ah. it's a great show and a really interesting thematic continuation. Yeah. Um, where? How far are you, Josh? Oh, just uh, five or six episodes in the first season. I just, the first book. I just, yeah. So I, I mean, I came back and um, segue because uh, the Dark Tower is the last Airbender of Stephen King movies. Um, <laughs> in terms of movies, yeah, uh, that's fair. And yo, I just started watching. So I was like, okay, let's, let's, I want to binge watch another thing. And I liked the last airbender, but it's like cool for me how, because we never got Ang learning airbending because he was already a master when he yeah. like came, like we're getting her learning airbending, which I think is really cool because it is very defensive and fluid and she has to kind of learn. And the fact that she was a kid and she had three elements already was pretty cool. And the tie in to the, to the older characters is cool. And like metal bending is a thing. And it's like, it's really cool, and they also like the the mix of computer animation and hand drawn was really is really cool, and I'm liking it. Um, I also enjoy just that it's like the 1920s, like it's developed since Aang, yeah. you know, into like technology and things like that. It's like a really cool, more adult that was kind a of a really good idea thing, to like you know? somewhat modernize it. You know, make it a little steampunky was a really smart move. Yeah, they did a really great job, and there's so many cool characters, both like new characters and characters that come back from the show. As you go on, they'll they'll bring in more people. Um, well, what, that's awesome. What got me was like, and I don't know if you're there yet, but like the sports aspect of it, I was like, oh, duh, oh, unreal. pro pro bending, yeah, pro yeah. Bending, I was like, this is the best. Pro like, bending, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm playing Bo. I'm playing Bolin in a movie, so it's fine. Dope. That's funny. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, it's like totally it's like it's my personality you know we went through this then, one time where they casted all white people for this movie it didn't go great oh right yeah Crap. okay i wonder <laughs> i don't have any desire to rewatch the Shyamalan movie but i do wonder if if that is that's probably worse than the dark tower definitely 100 percent, 100 percent, 100 percent. it's almost definitely, unwatchable definitely into, no yeah. i would say i would say no only because at least the last airbender stuck to one season and like they did the broad, vague strokes of like the the huge, like I said, huge plot points, like yeah. the sun of the, but, the, it, but it's such the a solar system plot points, miss you know, misinterpretation of the source material, and it's so it's intense, sure. so like blatantly off and bad, and I don't know, I I, I think right, it's Caleb, worse. I, I think Shyamalan's no, It's worse. funny because I I argue I argue because I I didn't watch the last airbender cartoon and until after I watched the movie, let's say. And so even after the last, the even watching the cartoon, the first season, I'm like, okay, I can kind of see where they kind of went. That's different from dark tower where it's just so like, you can't, you can't follow it. You know, the last airbender movie, although terrible and really kind of off the mark, you could still go back to the cartoon and be like, okay, that's where that moment is. Oh, that's where that moment is. Didn't execute it well, but, at least I can see yeah, kind of where it is. But, Does that make sense? Yes, but at least the Dark Tower got their main character's name right. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't think that... Because I, I hear what you're saying, but like it's not enough for me to be able to be like, oh, I see all the moments... I see all the beats they were trying to do. Because they still fucked up those beats. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, definitely. I, uh, and also, just yeah, like, ugh, it's just garbage. It's garbage in that movie. What I am, what I am, what I am interested about Cora in about Cora is that you know, in the the last Airbender four seasons, he had a clear like antagonist enemy that he was like building towards to fight, and I guess she has one too with the guy who is in charge of the, um. Ami? No, Amo. Uh, Who's voiced Amon? by uh, Stephen Bloom, which and he's fucking incredible. He's such a good actor. Um, like, so that is like something she's like kind of. I'm about. kind of interesting, like the the arc, right? So, like, I'm trying to think how is how are these four seasons going to go, right? And yeah. I don't. I'm sorry to make this about uh, the Legend of Korra real quick, but um, I'm interested to see. So she's kind of a master of three elements. She has one more to master. So, but then she doesn't really get the, and this is like in the first few episodes, anybody listening, like you can, if you haven't seen it, it's explained really quickly. Um, and I'm curious as to, cause she isn't very spiritual, right? She has to actually learn this cause she doesn't do the avatar state, right? She doesn't, or she hasn't yet in the five episodes. Um, and usually that's, that's what was interesting too, because when she was, um, spoiler, like being threatened by the, the guy who could have easily just beat her right there and, you know. She, she didn't go into her avatar state, which I thought that was like a, a life-threatening defense mechanism for the avatar. But I don't... But we'll see. I, you know, but I'm, I have questions all, and I... All things will be know. answered and explored as you, yeah. as you go along. That is a major criticism is like, yeah, the, the, uh, the original avatar had such a crystal clear through line. Like, this is where we're going. Like, Fire King Ozai, we got to kick his ass before the comet shows up. Like, that is the goal and the point. And Korra, I think, is a little more, you know, her her character growth and her arc remains pretty consistent, but the goalposts that we hit along the way are, are a little looser and go more season by season. And I think it's different. I don't think one's better than the other, necessarily. I just think it's a, a, a different storytelling style. You know? Yeah. No, I'm excited to, I'm excited to dive in, so... That's it. No, that's not it. We can talk about whatever we want. I just know that it's funny how, you know, I think Caleb was so hell bent on like shitting on this movie that he kind of, he ran out of Peter after a half hour. Oh, I can still go out of energy. Let's not, (laughs) let's Um, not get that twisted. I'm I'm still frothing at the mouth. Real quick though, before we get back to the dark tower, because I'm sure we'll rant some more, uh, just in some news in the world, HBO max launched today. Um, yes, which is going to be very interesting. So that's apparently has everything, um, you know. It's Warner Brothers, so it's they whatever Viacom or whoever the hell owns whoever. And they have everything seemingly that Disney doesn't own. So it's going to be a lot of stuff. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I'm excited. Oh, nice. Yeah, I have to. I have to figure out if the the TV subscription I have, the AT&T TV, actually has. I think I got an email once saying that it's included in my Dope. in the my package that I'm paying for already. So that's kind of cool. Um, but we'll see. It could be like kind of like Apple. Like when I bought my iPhone 11, I got a free year of Apple That's TV it. Plus. Oh yeah, that is. Cool. Um, so we we've, we've been watching some shows on that or trying to get into because it's after you get so many streaming services, it's like it's hard to kind of you have to really kind of spend a day or a week 100%. going through one streaming service yeah. and then go to someplace else. You can't just keep jumping around because we're about five episodes into the morning show, um, which we're which which we're I'm enjoying anyway. But we're enjoying, but it's like. 
we haven't gone back, right? So because we've just been distracted to do other things. Can so. you do me a favor, Josh? Um, yeah. You have Apple TV. Can you please watch Mythic Quest? I'm I desperate to talk about it. It's <laughs> I fucking I, I I'm being very genuine. Oh sure, I, I'm being genuine. I loved it, and um, you know, from growth for like you know like watching Rob McElhenney go from It's Always Sunny and running that show to this show, and uh, you can just the, the difference in the show tonally, uh, the, just everything. I I loved it. I really loved do it. Do I have to I, watch I, I Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Before or no? No, no, they have nothing to do with each other. It's just well, you, you know, should be watching that anyway. You should be watching It's Always Sunny because it's the best. It's probably ah, like add it to the list. The best sitcom. It's probably my favorite sitcom of all time. Me too. It's also now really? officially the longest running sitcom of all time. It just got renewed for season fifteen. Live action sitcom, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Because obviously, yeah, the they usually stop at ten. On, on way longer. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Josh. In a serious way, if you haven't watched through, it's always sunny. It's very worth watching. Just in that, like, it was started. I mean, it was three guys that threw up a camera. Rob McElhenney wrote a script, and they turned that into a pilot. Took it to their managers, and that was that. And you know, fifteen seasons later, they're still. Oh no, Sorrell. Yeah, Sorrell's told me the story. It's yeah. all good. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that connection. To, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Robert was like, you can see like the pain behind his eyes every time he tells this story. <laughs> you know, he's like, I, I want to be roommate. an artist, and now they're all rich, and I'm teaching school for fucking people who aren't paying attention. <laughs> I paid attention. Well, I mean, I wasn't in that class, but I paid attention sometimes. Anyways, all right, not the point. Not the point. Um, yeah, uh, I have no idea. What was I just saying? What are we talking about? Well, what are we doing? We were just talking about TV subscriptions and t- uh, and streaming and right. getting back in the dark tower at some point. If we don't, I'm totally fine with that. Um, <laughs> I just I, I I was I wasn't surprised because I knew going into it what we were getting ourselves into. Was I disappointed? A little bit. Was I upset yeah. with myself at points in this 90 minute journey? Of course I was, but. I think it was worth it. Yeah, I mean, well, I feel like. <laughs> sorry, I feel there's a difference. I, I'm glad we did it because it definitely shows the range of movies. I guess we'll cover since this will be the bottom, um, and we can only go up from here. Can't so I'm glad Josh the Danish girl looked better for The Dark Tower. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but it's funny because like there is a difference between picking like we don't have to do all like major motion picture winning like classics right we don't have like i love doing the fun random movies but i think there has to be some sort of like level of like even house had its merits right fuck you house so. is amazing <laughs> this so is not also, the same thing at all also i think which i think we've done a good job here of being constructive we i don't we want to be constructive and positive and be looking at things from well, then don't artistic pick movies lenses. like this I, that's what i'm saying i made a mistake <laughs> okay that is the point that i'm making we've we've done very well i thought it was going to be funny okay i made a mistake <laughs> i'm glad you admit hey, but caleb but caleb mentioned the the silver lining is that now we know how not to adapt source material and like books and stuff yeah you know it doesn't it's so. it's funny but it doesn't help us be constructive. So that's right. my bad. And now I've learned that. Well, that's good. Speaking yeah. of, uh, speaking of the 90 minutes thing, I think it, I, it is important. This is something I wanted to touch on. 
Because I sometimes when I've been like talking about these movies that are long, like two to over two hours long, and I'll be like, it feels really long. It's paced pretty poorly. I think the opposite is also true. Like this movie is also paced incredibly poorly, just in a different way where it's like yeah. too short and nothing is yeah. fleshed out enough. And the action just comes at you like a fucking Gatling gun and it's like, here's everything you need to know. I think that that's also like, it's a balance. It's not just some things can be too long. Things can also be way too short. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think it actually right. matters what the minute time is. It's how you feel that. Like, exactly. I watched um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood a few weeks ago for the first time. That was the shortest two and a half hour movie I've ever watched because I didn't even realize the time was passing. It felt so tight. I was invested. You know, I, I really enjoyed the movie, What you know, whatever people's opinions are on it. But it just, for me, it was the shortest two and a half hour movie I've ever sat through. For me, that's like The Dark Knight. Yeah, you know? there you go. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I feel like that. I mean, that's. That's true, because like, and then, you know, I don't know the history of editing The Dark Tower, but, you know, did they, obviously they cut out a bunch, or they added things, so was it shorter before, was it longer, it's like, who in the, produ- in the I can guarantee the, you yeah. that there was a cut that was probably at least around two hours at some point. They definitely cut things, and then they probably had to reshuffle a bunch of things, because like, they did reshoots to like, Apparently right. to beef up Idris Elba's character, even though he was still really poorly defined. And I don't know. I, I think that um, the cut we got is definitely probably not the original intention for sure. Ooh, yo, should we start a, a campaign for the original cut? No, we should not <laughs> do that. Cut. <laughs> I, um, I'm still really mystified at people's insistence that the Snyder cut is something that is going to be good. Like, I don't understand. I'm, ex- I'm excited for it, man, whether it's, it turns out good or not. I'm excited yeah, to see I it. think I, objectively it'd be interesting to see what it, mm-hmm. what it could have been if he stayed on the whole time or even if he but got we know. whatever the drama is or whatever. But all of the shit that people liked about the movie is Joss Whedon's reshoots. So you just extrapolate the other shit that nobody oh, likes because i didn't like joss whedon's but also, reshoots people are acting i didn't like, like superman's this, this camera thing, this this thing that exists this final masterpiece that we never got to see when in reality if you read the fucking news reports he the snyder's getting like 30 million dollars to like finish yeah. it so it's not like they, they it's not like it was even done he still has to like do all the special effects and he still has to probably reshoot a bunch of shit like no, he has no, to restructure no, no, it. No, he's no, like, we don't know no if it's going to be. There's no reshooting. It's it's finishing off CGI that they didn't finish off. So apparently they had done like none of the CGI for any of the do uh, the dark side scenes they had shot. Like they shot a bunch with the actor. Um, they hadn't. They have to. So they have to CGI all of that. So that's what's happening. If there are no reshoots, then there's no way that it's going to work. Because. I'm, a th- I'm almost a thousand percent sure that there's no reshoots. I thought there was going to be that a you're few. Wrong. I don't I'm saying that if be... they don't do any reshoots, it's going to fail. Because what you're telling me is that if you read all of the things, none of them know if it's going to be a movie. They're like, we might do a miniseries. Yeah. We don't know what form it's yeah. going to take. That's fucking insane. Because if you want to do, if you don't know, <laughs> if, if you want to do a TV show or a miniseries, that means that every episode has to have its own arc and there are beats that you have to hit right. in between those things. It's going to be an editing fucking nightmare. Yeah, you can't just, like, you can't just no like, way. to be continued. Also, for, yeah. for the record, I just looked it up. There's no reshoots. Then they, it's, they, then it's a foregone the conclusion that it's going to fail, in my opinion. Well, 
I think I think we, it would behoove us to just keep it like just kind of see whatever you know, see what it what it'll be. Whether it's a a sixteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes or if it surprises people, I, I don't know. I think it's gonna be dope. You know? I want to see Superman fight Darkseid. I've always wanted to see that on screen. That's gonna be awesome. It's also though. I think what I'm more excited for, and apparently they're fighting for now, is to get the David Ayer cut of Suicide Squad, which isn't apparently a finished cut. Yeah, but like that, it's the same. <sighs> thing like it's the same thing it's gonna be just more yeah but i don't have a problem with that it's like blade runner like director's cuts happen you know what i mean it's not a big yeah, deal i just want to see it that's it i, I would <laughs> i i take extreme umbrage comparing blade runner to suicide squad those are two very different fucking just to be clear i i know you do and that's why i said it i hate you i hate <laughs> you so much but without without poking the caleb bear um I, I but I don't understand like yes it's kind of annoying that so what's this day and age going to be like we're just going to redo shitty movies and then claim it to be a director's cut and like hope that it it's better but at the same time it's yeah. for me I I don't understand like the just the the immediate venom towards like getting like a different version like whatever it's going to be it's going to be different because yeah. it's going to be longer it's going to have different footage in it like it's going to feel differently than what we saw in the movie theater and so that fact i'm interested to see okay what what is this you know yeah. i'm not sitting here going i'm not going to watch it why why wouldn't we watch it because you know i think the, why wouldn't the we then compare Josh, the two and see what the difference are bad it's not like like with blade runner the whole mystique behind it was like there was like heavy studio interference and there was lots of shit like that's a good movie. There were different versions of how, like, the studio and the director, like, reinterpreted that text that makes it muddy. And it's, like, a very important, like, science fiction landmark. These fucking Warner Brother DC superhero shit, it's just, they're just chasing trends. And there's nothing artistic about them. They're totally, like, a complete, like, oppressive, like, grimdark nightmare of cinema that prey on these fucking people. Oh, God fucking damn it. Shitty. Did you hang up on me mid-rant? No. <laughs> no, you you lost connection. I didn't lose connection. It's not my fault. I just got so angry. My phone was like, you need to calm um, down, buddy. I don't remember where right, I so was. So let's, let's, you were talking about, like, the mystique or something. Whatever. You people don't uh, care. Because they're cares. bad movies. I don't know. Nobody cares about That's what I true. have to say. I think people okay, are just easy to fucking please. Like, I, I like. Why are we spending so much time concerned about fucking Zack Snyder's like vision? His vision was shitty. Well, here's here's <laughs> why. Here's why they're about to launch a new subscription service, and they needed a hook to be in the news. They, people have been talking about the Snyder Cut for years because some people really, really want to see it. They saw that opportunity. Were like, huh. I wonder if we say you can do this, if this will be all over the news and then HBO Max will be all over of the news. Of course I fucking understand the business <laughs> aspect of it, like the business move. It's a brilliant <laughs> business decision. I'm asking why you two care so much about this shit that you know deep that you have to know it's going to be bad. Oh, I got this. I got this. I got this. I, okay, I refuse thank you, to believe that two people that I, have master's degrees are so easily impressed that this is all they care okay. about. You ready? I like, I like superheroes. And I like when they they do superhero movies where you get to see lots of different superhero characters that uh, we haven't seen before. 
uh, playing together and uh, fighting together. It's just insane. It's insane to me that that's how <laughs> no, you feel. No, look, here's no, no. Here's here's the reality. Can you can you not let us like let us DC fans just have like some sort of resemblance of you're getting played like, dude they want no, your no, fucking here's... money that's the only reason they're doing this like okay. we need people to here's sign up i'm not paying for it it's HBO on hbo max, max. They're, they're getting my money anyway because i'm going to watch like all the other crap on hbo max first of all second of all what i really want to see and the real reason why i'm happy they're making this movie is because we're talking about a movie as you said before like the dark tower i love anything else that's been a big studio production you had a guy who wanted to do something. Zack Snyder had a vision that he wanted to do. It was very clear. And you can see that even in what we got. A bunch of shit happened. As very, and this is not normal circumstances, right? Like a bunch of stuff happened during that production. He had to leave and hand over the reins to Joss Whedon. It wasn't a normal situation. And then the studio took over and they mangled the thing. Totally fair. The movie we got was the movie we got. You guys know my thoughts on it. Um, now, because of HBO Max, because they have the opportunity to throw some money at him, I want to see him get the opportunity to finish that vision. I want to see what he was trying to do. And also, because it was such a unique circumstances of why he had to leave in the first place, I want to see how it turns out. Well, I would say two things to that, which is, I think there's a really, like, the misconception, like, obviously, the, the personal tragedy that happened in his life is like, I don't wish that upon anyone, and, I, and that right. that is terrible. But the the stuff about him, like, leaving the production was going on before that happened. Like, yeah, if he, like, he would have been fired had he not, had that not happened and he elected to leave. You know, he was having fights with the studio. Those are documented. You can Google it. So it's not like that. I, I feel like that's a kind of a misrepresentation of what happened. And also, we know what the movie would have been like, it would have been more of the shitty, oppressive, grim, dark, edgy shit. Like everything that's not the Joss Whedon reshoots in that movie. It's still there. We still see the pieces. It's not going to be this lost masterpiece. Like it's not, I, I, just I, think did, it's I don't like, think we're saying it's going to be a masterpiece, Caleb. That's, that's the thing is like, you're thinking that we're like idolizing it. We're just curious on what, it would have been when you don't have Warner Brothers down your neck and like, yeah, they probably had creative differences and they weren't working out. They were going to fire him because they had an idea for the Justice League movie. He had a, a contrasting one or whatever. And so they got rid of him. So like, even if that was the story, I still would be interested in seeing what Zack Snyder does with. And that, his, and that like, interest a full, like, to you Justice is thing. worth a studio spending $30 million dollars. Yes. On something that you know is probably going to be bad with everything that's going on right now. You don't think that $30 million could be allocated any different way. Not in, They have the money. It's whatever. HBO, like, it, like legally can't be. No, that's like, the, it's a company. It's not like you can just, here's $30 million that's within the company. Just do this with it. That's not how it works. You know that. You don't, you don't, you wouldn't rather see that $30 million go to some like independent or not independent, but just some other filmmaker who like hasn't gotten the chance to break out yet for sure a hundred percent and in a perfect world yeah, definitely. absolutely the reality is though the minute they said that they were doing this movie and i'm sure that stocks moved and things happened and they made their money back immediately probably within a minute you know what i mean like any but the only any reason this happened is because angry fucking nerds streamed up, on the like, internet for six years <laughs> 
Well, that's the more interesting thing, right? Is is what is this going to affect in the future? You know, we've seen more and more shows coming back from the dead, getting picked up by you know Netflix or Amazon or Hulu or whatever. I wonder when we're going to see the first movie that gets redone, comes out is total dog shit, and then somebody's like, you know what? I'm going to rehire this cast, and we're remaking this movie. Not terrible. That's what I want to see. I think that's such a, a dark tower. That's such a weird. Oh. Uh, if that's the place that like art is, and that's like where we're going, then I don't want to be a part of that. No, no, no. <laughs> it wouldn't be good. I'm just saying. Couldn't you see that happening? Somebody just being like, "I didn't like it. I'm doing it my way." What what I what I think my point is is that I think that it's insane that we're at a place where like if enough people get angry online, they can influence these like major corporations to just do yeah. whatever to like kowtow to them. That's not how it should work. No, and hundred percent, and it's not even just the film industry. Just I'm glad that you left it just at that because it's across the board. Like this is such yeah. a yeah. big problem across the board. Cancel culture, people getting fucked. It, it's it's terrible. I mean, it's also you know like there's a lot of good that's come out of it, obviously. But it, the five people on Twitter yelling at a corporation to cancel somebody is definitely a problem, and like yeah. making enough, uh, making enough noise that it feels like I mean, a million people. And I want, I want everybody to know that like it's not just yes because we're getting the Snyder cut or whatever. But of course, I would love for the same kind of passion for DC fans to want to see to see uh, Zack Snyder see this movie all the way through, however in whatever capacity. They should be using that passion for, let's say, Amazon workers, you know, or like union rights and like people in the workplace who aren't getting the benefits. Like, of course, like you ask about Warner Brothers spending 30 million dollars on Zack Snyder, you know, to release this because people on the Internet got mad. You know, I also would love, you know, Jeff Bezos to spend even just a billion dollars to help out his employees. You know what I mean? Like there's things that but he has his own money. They do what they want. We can't really unfortunately change that the three of us but you know i can't maybe if we get angry on the internet just maybe <laughs> my my point with saying that obviously yeah there's like bigger issues in the world than fucking dc mismanaging their money in my opinion but what my point was that like these movies none of these movies have been good none of these movies have been good but it doesn't matter and like it doesn't matter what do you and mean i can, I can matter? explain why i can i can defend my position and I mean this genuinely. It doesn't matter because of what you're doing it, uh, because of what you're doing it on. So you have kids who have grown up reading every issue of every comic, and you know every possibility of everything that can happen to this character. You've read it. You've seen it. Uh, you know, like for me, it was. I mean, Batman, Superman. I've seen most of it, all of it. You know what I mean? On the Marvel side, same thing with Cap and Spider Man and Iron Man and all that. So watching the Avengers movies. Great, awesome, nothing super surprising. Then you get to Endgame, and he picks up Rejoinder, or however you you know say it properly, and everybody loses their minds because it's something you never expected to see on screen. Right? It's the same thing. People just want to see Superman fight Darkseid, just like they saw him do when they were kids in the Justice League. That That's what it is. It's just wanting to see that live action for the first time. It's not whether it's good or bad. It's just wanting to see it up there. And the best way I can explain it is when I watched the first season of Titans, which, you know, lots of mixed reviews on, on the show. I'm a fan. But when I watched the first season, there was this moment when you had two Robins on screen. And they're, you know, talking and fighting and stuff. And for me, it was coming right out of the comics. It jumped right off the page. And I'd never seen that before. And that was something so unique and cool to see. 
that it drew me in. So I think that's what it's about for a lot of people. I don't think it's about whether it's a good movie. I don't think whether it's about, you know, <laughs> editing production. It's just you want to see certain things that you've grown up with that you've never seen before. Well, yeah, I mean, the Darks, like the Justice League is, you can't have Justice League without Darkseid. And the fact that they never got a chance to do it, I'm interested to see what that is. And, uh, but Caleb, we could, the, the weekend, the week. If that's your opinion, then that's fine. What do you mean? I don't, I don't, I, there's so much other art and things that we're going to be talking about this next year that when this act, this episode actually comes where we watch the Justice League, Zack Snyder Cut or whatever, that we can sit there and we can be like, okay, cool. What do we think? Yeah. You know what? Still wasn't my thing. That's okay. Like <laughs> we can have that opinion. I can be a DC comic book fan and have like want the movies to be good and still be a master, a master's, you know, degree holder in the arts and theater and stuff like that. You know, I don't think one they're exclusive from each other like oh i have a master's i'm above this i can't that's not a that's not a thing that's not like, what i'm what, saying I that's kind of what you said though caleb that, you're like you're like i can't believe my friends who have master's degrees think this is going to be a good movie i was like can't we just like geek out and just want to see yeah, superman no, in a I mean, black I'm, suit i'm obviously being... like leaning into a certain thing mm-hmm. i don't actually think less of anybody who likes this shit i'm just saying like if the argument is i don't care if it's good or bad i just want to see it I'm like, well, that seems a little silly. No, I would like to see the best version of it ever, but I'd rather see it than not see it at all. Yeah, I would like them to do all the independent movies and do a ju- not do a Justice League until they're ready to do it and like succumb to the Marvel machine. So then what you do but, is you vote with your wallet and not see it. <laughs> but it's already going to be on there. I don't I don't I'm not paying anything extra to see this movie next spring. Yeah. So it's not unless I just OK, no, no, no. You know what? I just won't buy the popcorn that I'm going to eat during while I watch it. That's, That's right, what I'll Josh. do. That's what I'll do. <laughs> That's all you have to do. Just not buy the extra big popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you guys see the new trailer for Tenant? Yeah, it looks dope. Looks dope. Yeah. And then also because it's the first time like people have seen um, Pattinson doing anything since he took on Batman. And he's, you know, he's in the trailer. He's kind of a cool cat in it. People are, are very stoked now. There's been a lot of good reports about people oh. losing their mind over him and Batman and all that. So... Yeah, I'm 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 interested. I hope that it's it's at least you know a movie worth Christopher Nolan's like grand assault. Cause I've liked a lot of his movies and his concepts. Um, I just hope it's not supposed to be like the movie that he just makes because people are going to be pent up in the house and just want to go to a movie, right? So that's the only thing available the first time movie theaters open back up. But at the same time, I don't know what it's going to be like in the fall. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if movie theaters are going to be open to what capacity, yeah. but. You know, definitely looks good though. Looks very good. Anything else that you can think of? Um, what else? on anything? Yeah, you know, guys, I'm watching Sons of Anarchy right now, and it's fantastic. Is Charlie Hunnam the best? He might be the best. He's killing it. <laughs> I'm also really, really impressed with Ron Perlman, man. He's awesome. I have never seen it, and I'm sorry to say that because I had a roommate who watched the entire series in the last season when it was on TV live. And he said it was great, and he stands by it. I think Marlon watches the Mayans, yep. which is a spinoff. I think Marlon should be on the Mayans, like literally. That's racist, Brandon. No, it's not. He would be awesome <laughs> in it. He would be great. No, there. that's racist. Where do they shoot? Do they shoot that in L.A.? I would assume most things know. are shot yeah. in L.A. Some studio, a lot somewhere to double as the. Um... Wait, where does it? Where does it take place? In Texas? Or? No, I think it, it takes place in California. I think they're in Oakland or just outside Oakland in California. Oh, they're in like Northern, they're California. Northern California. I think that yeah. is right. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. I'm sure it's shot on some fucking studio backlog. Why, why, why wouldn't it be, <laughs> Probably. right? Like it would make, make yeah, the lives yeah. way easier. 
No, Sons of Anarchy is one of those shows that like I never got into. But when it was on, when it was on, people were talking about it. But then I feel like as soon as it ended, it, people forgot well, about it really quickly. Dude, there's a craziest was I'm watching. It, there's this kid in the first season who's playing like a kind of like a pledge or whatever, and he's in the second season as well. I don't know how deep he goes into it. And he's he was on everything when we were growing up. Like he, you know, he pop on Smallville as like a bad guy, or he'd be in the, you know what I mean. And then I'm looking this kid up because I haven't seen him in you know a bunch of years in anything. And it's, like, this whole crazy story of him, like, murdering somebody and, like, committing suicide in real life and shit. And it's, like, insane. And it was, oh, like, shit. yeah. Damn. And you're, like, whoa, that's what happened? Like, <laughs> fuck. So, I don't know. It's crazy stuff. Yeah, that's, like, when you read about, like, what happened to the little Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, well, now especially. Didn't he have, like, like he ended up in jail or something, didn't he? Or Yeah, well, he, he got, like teased and bullied to the point that he had like a nervous breakdown as like a young person and developed like he became i don't know became or whatever the verbiage you want to use is but it, he was later diagnosed with schizophrenia and he like got, there was like a police chase right that's what i'm talking i mean about, he got yeah. his like like life ruined because angry nerds yelled online you know yeah. <laughs> so. ah, that just goes back to that what we were talking about that's crazy yeah, so that, everything yeah, it's absolutely nuts man apparently but speaking of little Anakin, apparently, what's his name? Um, oh my God, who's other Anakin? Uh, uh, Hayden Christensen. Yeah, Hayden Christensen apparently is signed on to, to play Anakin again or play Darth, I guess now in um, the Obi Wan show for Disney Plus. It's going to be the two of them. Interesting. Yeah, I'm pumped for that. I think it'll be great. Yeah, maybe. I, I'm looking forward to it. I look forward to like all the other kind of the Marvel TV shows and stuff. You know, like I look forward to the things that have kind of been postponed, and I'm kind of at the point where. What what is it? What is this? What are the things that we have to do, right, as artists to kind of jump back in, you know, and get ahead of the I people who might have gotten lazy? Superhero stuff. Maybe that's the market. Caleb, I've been asking you to write me a superhero thing forever. This can't be a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I I can only banter for too long before I want to hear what our ratings are for. The movie one that we star. started this podcast. Dark Tower is the Dark one Tower. star. I'm going to go one star. I'm going to go one. Don't do it. Point three Dark Towers. Round it up to 1.5. Five. 1.5 Dark Towers. <laughs> Can I ask why? Because indignation. What, what, do, you, what do you mean by that? <laughs> Out of... Uh, out of being being 0.5% more positive of a person than you. <laughs> okay, that's pretty interesting. I, I think that's so funny because that's I'm the cool most positive. To, uh... What? I think it's funny because I am the most positive. No, sometimes. I'm giving it an extra 0.5 because I liked Jake's friend in it. And I think he deserves the extra 0.5. <laughs> You're such All a right. fucking douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> there was one moment that I laughed... That I feel I laughed a bunch like unintentionally. <laughs> right. There were a lot of unintentional funny things. But Matthew McConaughey says something when he's like in the kitchen that made me laugh. Yeah. Something like I don't remember what it, it was. Uh, fuck. I, I I know what you're it's talking about. It's when he was about. cooking he was chicken, so right? Bored. He yeah. was so bored. And you're talking about a guy who wrote his own like five hundred page character bible for True Detective. And then went and had to do this. And it's like, what do you guys want me to do here? Right. And then like the guy, I mean, I don't know if he has, but Matthew McConaughey is going to need some major facelifts when he's older. And I don't like, I don't know if it's his character or if it was like, let people age normally. Okay. Yeah. But he doesn't look having people do plastic surgery. 
All right, but there's a, there's a whole micro people. industry of professionals that need work, Caleb. Nobody needs work. Allow create realistic beauty standards on screen. All right. Well, he looks tired and yeah, because he's old, he probably is tired. <laughs> he uh, Dallas Buyers Club, man, that's what took a bunch out of him. Like his body changed completely. True. Okay, Caleb, can you please tell us what we're going to be watching next week? Yeah, the Dark um, Tower. The Dark Tower Two. <laughs> no, um, I think it's interesting that we have done. Like, we were going into this doing, like, a Stephen King thing, but we haven't done any horror movies, which I think is really interesting. <laughs> That's a good point. That's Super true, good yeah. Point. Um, <laughs> because, like, there, there are, like, the dramas, like, you have, like, Shawshank and Green Mile and Stand By Me, which are all great. So we kind of, like, covered that angle. And then we did the shitty movies. <laughs> so we covered that angle, too. I originally wanted to do The Mist, uh, but I'm having a bitch of a time... There's two versions of The Mist, okay. and only mm-hmm. one of them, in my opinion, is worth watching, and I can't find that version online anywhere. Are the endings different? Um, is that what it is? There, there's a black and white cut, which Ooh. makes the movie worth watching to me, cool. because it leans into the aesthetic a lot more. And the version in color, it just feels, like, goofy, and it's, like, not... It's not... The tone is different. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, totally. But so instead, um, I got inspired by the talk of shine so i would like to watch the shining yeah oh cool let's do it that's a good one next time great call great call stanley kubrick's uh horror masterpiece great call great call i've only seen half of it so it'd be nice to finish it that's gonna be which half uh we should definitely uh uh, book out a good amount of time for that one that's gonna be a conversation there's so much to talk about definitely it's a great one so um hopefully it'll be a nice fresh uh breath of air have either of you guys seen dr no, Doctor Sleep. What is it? Yeah, I saw Doctor Sleep. How was it? I haven't. No, I liked it. Um, obviously, you know, it's like a, a a movie that came comes out forty years after the movie. It's oh a sequel. Oh my god! To. Wait, are they trying to steal kids with The Shining to take them to the Man in Black? Because I'm gonna lose my fucking mind if that's what's happening. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I will lose my mind. <laughs> I don't know. We have time. Do you guys want to watch both? I, I could be down. I mean, we have a week. Uh, what, yeah, we have a week. Right, but you never know people busy and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, we can. So the, we're doing The Shining and Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. Yeah. Is Doctor I mean, Sleep on? Are, is Doctor Sleep movies. on anything? I think it just came out. Because just so you know, Brain, I spent four dollars to rent The Dark Tower because it was only on Netflix in Canada. Oh, so true. thank you. For that, that movie is not worth four dollars. I'm so <laughs> um, sorry you had to do that. So I just want to make sure that we can actually see The Shining and The Shining's sure. gotta be on some. Well, right? let's say Criteria? let's say for sure for sure we're doing The Shining and right. then um, we can talk later and, and see if it's something that's feasible for to watch Dr. Sleep as well. But for sure, the Perfect. Sign. Sure is good. All right. All right, guys. This this was a very riveting episode. Thank you for <laughs> joining <laughs> this beautiful Thursday morning. Um, Brandon, you want to you wanna sign us off, Brandon? All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Three MFAers talking about The Dark Tower, Stephen King's Magnus Opum classic. Uh, we will see you guys. Magnus Opum? Whatever. <laughs> Caleb. God damn. 
freaking dark tower. I know, I'm the worst. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys.